Hey guys, this is the C3 Church Malmo podcast. I am believing God will speak to you today and that a greater level of faith will be unlocked in your life. For more information about C3 Church, go to c3malmo.se. God bless. Good morning, church. Good to be here with you this morning. So we've been recording these sessions for the last 14 months and uh, I just wanted to say a big, big thank you to Justin, to Charlie, to Adam, to Francis, and the whole crew involved in getting these services online to us, uh, sent to our living rooms or kitchens or bathrooms, wherever you watch it or consume the content. Uh, so this will be the last recorded session, we hope, right? So we hope. Uh, so, but nevertheless, it's, uh, it's really great to, uh, to have seen the, the quality work that's been produced uh, by the team, and uh, and again, we are so thankful that uh, Justin and the team have been able to bring the Holy Spirit, bring uh, Jesus' presence into our homes, and we're so thankful for that. We're going to be going to services again, so really excited about that, being able to record live and being able to, to be present again in the midst of everyone else. I don't know about you, but for me, I felt very depleted in my faith uh, over the last uh, couple of months. I think for me, there's such a, a spiritual atmosphere, a spiritual climate, being able to congregate as uh, fellow believers in, in the same building, in the same environment, and uh, being able to worship physically together. I think there's something so special about that, and I really believe that the Holy Spirit operates in an environment like that so much more uh, than in our living rooms. I think you guys can agree with me that uh, worshiping in your living room, uh, listening to the preachers in the living room, is great, you're comfortable, you're there in your PJs maybe with a cup of coffee, but you also have a screaming baby or a child who's distracting you, wanting you to change the channel upstairs in the other television. But I think, uh, you know, of course, that's, that's okay. You can pause and continue later on. But I'm so looking forward to getting back to services and being able to be in the presence of the Holy Spirit once again. So really excited about that. So today we have Pentecost Sunday, so I'm going to bring this wonderful, wonderful message to you on the topic of, of Pentecost. Uh, so I'm going to start off today with a story out of my own life, specifically in how the Holy Spirit has a role to play or played a role uh, in my life in being able to bring uh, people to the knowledge of Christ, bringing people to, to salvation. Uh, but before I do that, I want, to, I want to let you know what you are going to be able to take away uh, from this message today. And uh, so there's two points. You are firstly going to be able to know a little bit more what is Pentecost all about and the significance of it. And secondly, you're going to be able to know what is the role that the Holy Spirit is playing in our lives and in our faith and the significance of that as well. So those are the two things. So if you've got your notebooks with you, maybe uh, paperback or maybe a digital device, Take those notes down, get prepared to know a little bit more about what Pentecost is all about, the significance of that, and then also specifically what the Holy Spirit has as a role to play in our lives and the significance of that as well too. Is that all right? Great. Let's, uh, let's get into the story that I wanted to tell you. So this story is still very vivid in my mind. Uh, it felt like as if it's happened just yesterday. Um, it happened in 2005 actually. So I was busy finishing up my uh, university year, and um, we, I would be a part of an outreach group that would get together during lunch breaks on campus, 
Uh, so on Wednesdays, every week, we would get together and we would go out and, and go and speak to people. And uh, wherever they would be sitting, uh, having their lunch, consuming their lunch around uh, the, uh, the eating hall area and outside uh, a, a building where we would approach them and uh, just ask them, hey, uh, do you know Jesus? Uh, and if they don't, then we would ask them, hey, would you like to get to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Now, this type of ministry is not for everyone. I can guarantee you that, but I loved it. It was for me a, an exhilarating feeling of going out there and going able to, uh, to spread the word and go and get people saved. But what made this event so much more significant for me specifically was that before we would go and speak to the people on the Wednesdays during the lunch, I would actually in the morning on a Wednesday get an image of the person that I would go and speak to. And this, this, was, quite, this was quite a crazy situation because we would arrive uh, at the, uh, the event where we would gather with a number of other people, we'd be, alloc we'd be allocated a partner uh, who would then walk with us, who would then go and speak to people. And I would tell this person, hey, I just wanted to let you know there's a little bit of a crazy situation over here, but I've already got an image of the person that we're going to go and speak to, the, the ethnicity of the person, uh, the, the color of the t-shirt or the clothing item that they were wearing, uh, and also it might even be a print as well too on their t-shirt. And so the other person was like, okay, let's, let's go with this. So um, the first two times that it happened, I thought this is very coincidental. I thought, okay, is it just me? Was this really the Holy Spirit? But after 13 consecutive weeks, I would get an image in the morning in my mind, uh, in my, in my uh, spiritual mind, and, I, and the Holy Spirit, I believe, really planted that image. And 13 times, we would, it would be confirmed that we would meet someone uh, on campus that had pretty much the same color item, the same print that I, that I saw, and also the location generally where the person was sitting. And we would go and speak to that person. And it was a great opportunity to be able to speak to them. Uh, not all of them gave their lives to the Lord, uh, but it was a great way of, of being able to just go out and, and, and speak to them and be bold. And, uh, and again, 13 times in a row, uh, it was confirmed where the person was sitting the color of the item. And I really believe that the Holy Spirit used, uh, used me in a mighty way uh, in this way, stepping out in boldness, telling the other person that, uh, that was then paired up with me to go and do this ministry work, hey, I've got an idea. This is what I think we're going to find this person. And each time we did. And I think this was, this was really, really awesome. And so, uh, so this is the scene that I want to set for my message today. But before we continue, I just want to pray uh, and set uh, the service uh, in motion through prayer. Father, I want to thank you uh, for this wonderful opportunity to be able to bring your word in season to your people. I ask, Father, that you may anoint my words with oil, that you may season my words with salt right now in Jesus' name. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will use me in a mighty and a fresh way and bring a revelation to people of the Holy Spirit and the role that it plays in, in their lives. I ask, Holy Spirit, that you will guide me and that you will help me, Father, to be able to be, Father, a vehicle of change and a vehicle of transformation. Allow my words to be that vehicle of transformation right now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So what is Pentecost and what is the significance of this event? All right, so a bit of background to Pentecost and, and really what it's all about. 
So Pentecost basically marks the birth of the New Testament church, right? So it was, the scene was that, um, I'm going to read it now in a moment, in Acts 2, where the disciples gather together uh, in the upper room in Jerusalem, basically waiting upon uh, this helper that Jesus spoke about. And we all know that tongues of fire came from heaven and rested upon uh, the disciples uh, in that upper room. And so I wanted to uh, turn to Acts 2, verses 1 to 8 in the New Living Translation. So if you've got your Bibles uh, with, uh, with you, please turn with me there. I'm just going to read it from my notes. So it goes like this. In Acts 2, verses 1 to 8, New Living Translation. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then, when looked like flames of tongues, of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit, began speaking in other languages, as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running, and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be? they exclaimed. These people were all from Galilee, and yet we hear them speaking in our own native language. So again, a little bit of the background. The question is, what were these people doing gathered in Jerusalem on this particular day? So the people gathered uh, in Jerusalem at this point were there to celebrate a festival called Shavuos. All right, so I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. It's a Hebrew word, Shavuos, or, or otherwise known as the, the, the festival of weeks. So around May or June, uh, the, the Jews at that time were forced to gather uh, in Jerusalem to be able to celebrate this festival. Now, the Hebrew word for, um, for uh, Shavuos means weeks or sevens, and in fact, as a, as a week, uh, as a celebration uh, of seven weeks after Pentecost, right? So, uh, sorry, after um, the Passover. So the Passover is, in fact, uh, the time when uh, the Jews were released uh, from Egypt under oppression of the, of the Egyptians at that time. So again, the Passover, what happened the evening uh, before they left was that they were instructed, all the Jewish families, to instruct the oldest uh, lamb, slaughter it, take the blood, and put it across the door frames of their door. And so the angel of death passing over that evening, passing over that evening, will not take their firstborn. And so the next day, uh, Pharaoh let the Egyptians go, and this is why it was called the Passover. So the, fe the Feast of Shavuos commemorates the anniversary of the time that Moses was, gave the Torah to the, to the Jewish uh, people at Mount Sinai. All right? So Shavuos, Old Testament, God wrote the commandments on tablets of stone at Mount Sinai. Um, but Pentecost... New Testament was when God wrote his commandments on tablets of flesh, effectively our hearts, and that was the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So this was a new complement to already existing commandments of the ways of living through the, through the Torah given to us. 
The Holy Spirit guides us in our in direction in this life. The Holy Spirit gives us, uh, provides wisdom and insight into what to do in our lives. Of course, we, we, you know, we can choose to accept that and to listen to it and to be obedient to, uh, obedient to that or not. But that's, that's what the Holy Spirit has been poured out upon us to, to help us. And so why did Jesus you know, send his helper? What was the role? So we need to go back to, uh, to what happened uh, in Easter, right? We celebrated Easter a couple of weeks ago. And uh, so the good news was uh, during that time was that Jesus was alive, right? So Jesus uh, was uh, resurrected after three days. So his disciples uh, were very happy to hear that. But the bad news was that he was leaving, all right? So 40 days after he rose, he left and ascended. And so, um, so Jesus basically promised the, his, his believers, his followers at that point, that they were going to get a helper, and they needed to wait in Jerusalem for that. All right, so we just read about that in, in uh, Acts uh, 2, in, in how, the, uh, how this Holy Spirit came with tongues of fire and landed upon the, uh, uh, the disciples and uh, how that uh, had an amazing effect where they could start speaking in languages that they were not familiar with. And so, boom, this happened. This was an amazing event. Uh, it was just like uh, there was a rushing wind. People rushed in from all over to, to take a look what happened. But if we go back to when Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist, a very similar e- event happened as well. So after John the Bapti- uh, Baptist baptized Jesus, he rose up from the water. Uh, the heavens opened up, and, a, and a, a, the Spirit of the Lord, like the image of a dove, landed on Jesus and, and God said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. And the power of God fell on Jesus and basically commissioned him at that point in time to start his, his, uh, his ministry. It was basically an inaugural event for Jesus to go out and go and do what he's been called to do and why he was in fact sent to this earth for those three years. And in the same way, Pentecost represents that as well too, that the Holy Spirit was sent to us, it landed on the disciples, and uh, it was basically a start uh, to, their, to their ministry. And you might be asking me, well, Matthew, that's great for them back then, but what does that mean for me? Well, good news. <laughs> There's very, very good news in that it's very, very simple. If you too confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior over your life, and you declare that God is King and Jesus is Lord and Savior, you too have the Holy Spirit as well too. And I just wanted to read a piece of scripture that confirms this. And it's out of Ephesians 1 verses 13. I'm I'm reading out of the New International Version because I think it says it the best. It goes like this. And you were also included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. So if you are saved, you too have the Holy Spirit, who leads you in all truth for you to be able to proclaim boldness over your your situation, to be able to proclaim uh, Jesus Christ over your situation. And I think this is so important to realize that the Holy Spirit has a huge role to play in our lives in the area of boldness. Um, and so the Holy Spirit basically in, uh, enables you uh, to be able to fulfill the great commission that's been called over our lives, and that is to go out and make disciples of men. So he gives you, he gives you that, that boldness. And in the same way, 
when I was back in university, uh, the Holy Spirit was upon me, and He gave me the boldness to be able to step out in faith. I didn't really know what I was doing. I'm going to be very honest with you. Each week when I was telling uh, the person who I was partnered up with that, hey, I've got this image, sounds a little bit crazy, uh, we're going to go speak to someone who's got this uh, outfit attire, and they are roughly ro located in this area, the person would look at me like, okay, all right, let's go with that. And I, and I would take a, this, this step of, of faith, thinking, I've just gone and told this person something really, really crazy. But it is what I believe the Holy Spirit told me. And every time we went out, we met that person, thank the Lord, uh, in that situation. They were receptive to hear what we told them. Not every time uh, were they receptive to uh, give their lives to Jesus. I think it was two out of 13 times uh, that we did get someone to accept the Lord and Savior over their lives and pray the sinner's prayer with us. But I, wanna, I just want to encourage you that by praying uh, the sinner's prayer, by giving your heart to Jesus, you receive the Holy Spirit as well too. It's, it's really up to us to be able to activate and act upon uh, the, uh, the words uh, and the, the encouragement that the Holy Spirit gives us through our times of prayer, through our times of meditation on the Word. And um, you might be saying, well, Matthew, that's, that's an amazing event. Yes, it is. And I want to I say that it is a bit of a supernatural event. It is something that doesn't happen every day. I, I can tell you that. There has been other instances, other stories as well, too, that have happened with such significance. But I believe that there's still the everyday encounter with the Holy Spirit as well. So on a day-to-day -day basis, when I'm praying, when I'm spending time in the Word, um, and uh, reading and, and really just meditating. When I'm in prayer, I'm reminded many times of a few shortcomings that I have. Uh, you know, I keep joking with Christelle and I tell her, I don't have any shortcomings. What are you talking about? I'm perfect in all my ways. And she just laughs and just reminds me of the things that I am uh, not so good at or you know, the things that I fall short on. But I'm, I'm reminded many times by the Holy Spirit in, in maybe the morning that passed or the day before, of the way that I may be, uh, of my behavior towards my family and the way I spoke to them, the way I acted there towards them, towards Christelle and the children, where there's a, there's a certain correction in my behavior that needs to be brought about or a, a certain apology that needs to be brought as well too. So again, we're not all perfect uh, and, uh, and I'm the first one to recognize that. But again, the Holy Spirit gave me these, uh, these visions and I dare to step out. I dare to act upon it. I dare to be able to respond to it. And when I did so, amazing things happened. And uh, I want to encourage you today. This is really why the Holy Spirit has been sent to us. He's there to help us to make wise decisions, to be able to choose wisely. Should I invest in this? Should I invest in that? Should I spend time with this person? Should I not? Should I do, you know, whatever it might be, the Holy Spirit is your guide. He is your helper. He is there to direct you. And you, you might say, well, Matthew, how do, I, how do I go about hearing from the Holy Spirit? And for me, it's a, it's a very simple process. Okay, I, think, I believe the Lord has given me this, uh, this gift to be able to see images and see, and that's fine. But the Holy Spirit might be able to speak to you in, in a very different way. It might be through the text that you read in your word. It might be through a conversation with a friend that you've had or whatever it might be. But I really believe if you ask that the Holy Spirit speaks to you, he will reply, He will respond, He will direct, He will give you direction in this life. And so, um, so again, I just want to encourage you in this area 
to be able to, um, to, to, to dare to step out, to dare to allow the Holy Spirit uh, guide you along this path of fulfilling this great commission of making disciples. And we've just uh, jumped out of our discipleship series. And so you might, you might say, but Matthew, disciple making is, is only for the church leaders of C3. I don't think it's really for me. And I want to I disagree with you. I think, you know, you have the Holy Spirit. If you've prayed the sinner's prayer, you have the Holy Spirit. And he, and he can help you fulfill uh, that, that great commission. And you might say then, okay, well, but then how do I make disciples of, of men? For me, it's a very simple process. In order to make disciples, you first need to be a disciple. And uh, the, uh, the series that we've just gone out of really gives us a hint towards that. And that's walk, right? So if you take the example of how Jesus did it, right? So he just went up to some random guys, maybe not random, but I'm sure he, there was a plan. But these guys were fishermen, tax collectors, everyday folk, and the physicians. And he went up to them and he said, hey, follow me, and I want you to help me make disciples of men. And so they, 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 they did so. They, so they walked with Jesus for three years, and there was no discipleship program that they followed. He didn't give them a manual and, and, and a DVD or a, or a you know, link to a website and saying, hey, guys, before uh, you, we, you, know, you, you follow me or you fully commit over here, you know, go read this manual or go and watch this, this video program and you're going to be able to get an understanding of what discipleship making is all about. No, he said, come with me, come walk with me and I will show you how to make disciples of men. And again, I want to encourage you in the same way. If, you, if you're challenged by this fact of how to go and make disciples of men, um, go and walk with your connect group leader. Come take a walk with me. I want to invite you to do that. Take a walk and they will show you what it is to be able to make disciples. And I think the best discipleship-making uh, program in this church, in C3, is to be able to serve in a team. I think that has been my discipleship journey ever since I've been in church, ever since I've been uh, following Christ, is that I've been in a place of serving, either serving in, in, in whatever team it might be, and then eventually also leading teams as well too. That is your best discipleship-making program, I believe, uh, and being, uh, being able to raise your hand and saying, hey, I want to be a part of that. And I believe the Holy Spirit will use you in a mighty and an effective way and make change in this world. So again, I want you to, uh, to think about this, uh, um, laying down your life, uh, allowing the Lord to be able to use you, allowing the Holy Spirit to be able to make a change in your world and in your life, uh, allowing you to adopt this mindset of Christ in saying that, Lord, I want to be the disciple. Holy Spirit, use me to be able to fulfill the calling and the purpose and the mandate that you have given me to be able to fulfill this faith that I've been called to. Is that all right? Great. So I just want to wrap up by being uh, praying and, uh, and leave you with those thoughts. Father, I want to thank you for these amazing, amazing people. I want to thank you, Father, that you awaken your Holy Spirit right now in the people before me. Holy Spirit, move in a new and a fresh way in people's lives. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will speak to people as they ask for, for you to, to ignite uh, yourself within them. I want to pray, Holy Spirit, that you will guide them into the decisions that they make and the people that they need to speak to and then the bold steps they need to take in their lives. I want to ask, Holy Spirit, that you may remind them of who they are and whose they are. And in doing so, that we boldly step up to the platform, to the calling, to the mandate that we have over our lives. I pray this right now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.
Amen. Great, guys. I hope you've been encouraged by this message. I know it's a short one, but I try to make it uh, short and sweet and, and uh, being able to be pointed towards an area which I think I'm encouraged by and I believe that you would be as well too. So again, take that bold step in your prayer life. Ask the Holy Spirit to guide you and to lead you in certain direction that He needs to take you. And I believe that your life will be transformed as a consequence of that. All right, fantastic, guys. So again, this is the last time that we will be recorded. Uh, so the next service will be live. So looking forward to seeing you then. Heido Waliupa Vises Nesteveka.